Yeah, go get ready. Come on. Go get your shoes. Come on. Go put your vest on. Come on. Come on. As a matter of fact, go get all your stuff. Come on! That's right. What you saying? This ain't worked out. You better go get your head. Come on! And here's the reason He saw me up there all alone So for my sin he did atone He purchased me, I'm not my own I wanna please him Hey, 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 hello out there radio world Welcome once again to On Faith Street with Derek Steele. I'm so delighted to be with you today and to have you join us. Uh, it's such a joy and a privilege to be here and uh, to have the opportunity to share the Word of God with all of you. Uh, we're picking up where we left off last week from our series Proclaiming Liberty. And we're on our, our next session, uh, which is chapter four, and it's called The Process of Recovery. Last week, we covered addiction and the family. Today, we're going to talk about the process of recovery. And just to give you a little background of what this series is about, uh, it's really based on the truth that comes out of Luke 4, 17 through 19, where Jesus really uh, announced and proclaimed his ministry. And he, he went into the scriptures and he found in Isaiah where it, re where it reads this. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And I want you to note how many times he said to preach. Amen. He said his ministry was to preach the gospel to the poor. Uh, and he was sent to heal the broken heart. And then he says to preach deliverance to the captives and, and recovering a sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised. And then he said to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Notice he said preach uh, uh, the gospel. He said preach deliverance to the captives. Uh, you can preach deliverance to me. I'm in jail. But if you don't open the door, how am I going to get out? Well, he's preaching this word, amen, so that you can grab a hold of it and you can break free by holding on to his word, by standing on the word of God, by believing and trusting in the word of God. Doors will open for you, amen. Hallelujah. Things will happen for you. You'll be able to walk out into freedom and, and into life because you've grabbed hold of it and you've declared it for yourself. That's what this lesson, this series is about, proclaiming your own liberty. When you proclaim, really proclaim means to preach. Amen. And you've got to preach. You may say, well, I'm a Christian, but but, you know, I ain't no preacher. Well, you better start preaching to the stuff in your life. 
Everybody's a preacher of some sort because what's coming out of your mouth is what you're proclaiming. And so what I'm saying today is that you've got to preach. Hallelujah. You've got to preach to the situations and circumstances in your life, just as Jesus preached deliverance to us. Amen. Because he gave us that word. We got it inside of us and it set us free. Amen. Hallelujah. He gave us the truth and we stand on that truth. And, and the only way to really stand on the truth is declare that you agree with it. You declare it as well. Amen. You you sign off that this is the truth. I am free. He whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And that's the way we walk this walk uh, and, and live this life of faith. Amen. Uh, today, we're talking about this process, the process of recovery. In 2 Peter 3 and 18, it says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen. If we're going to gain our liberty and we're going to be able to obtain uh, the freedom that God has for us, then we're going to have to grow in the in grace and grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the way to do it is to, to just engage the process, get involved in the process. And, and there's processes for everything. Uh, <clears throat> there's processes for uh, operating a business. There's processes for uh, a, a plant to grow. There's processes, amen, for, for uh, the rotation of the earth and the, and the con continuity of life here. There's processes. And so we've got to be involved in the process. And, and I want to encourage you to get involved in the process of spiritual growth. Recovery from addiction is about a process of spiritual growth and development that if we sidestep it or omit it, it ensures a certain continued hardship. So process is very important because it implements much needed details. There are many processes in life, as I've said, uh, temporal things involve processes and likewise spiritual things. The Bible gives us a process for salvation and for Christian living. Amen. Uh, as we study and we read our Bible, we understand that there, there are processes that we've got. To, you, ought, you ought to say that to yourself. Say, I'm getting involved in God's process. Amen. Because, see, if God designed it, then it's perfect and it's the very thing that we need. And so if you look over to Romans uh, and, and you see in Romans chapter 10, you'll find interesting process for life. Amen. Romans chapter 10. And we're reading from verse eight. And it says this. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Amen. Hallelujah. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. This is the process. Amen. The word is even nigh thee. It's even in thy mouth. And, and that's that's what we're saying. We're saying that if you just grab hold of this word that you've heard in your ears and allow it to get down in your heart. Amen. Then allow it to come forth out of your mouth. Hallelujah. And you've declared it so then it shall be so for you for salvation is to all those that believe. If you will confess it, it's important that you confess it. 
You ought to tell yourself, say, I confess. I confess the Lord Jesus. Amen. I confess out of my mouth, Jesus. Oh, that's so powerful. If you just confess Jesus, confess that I love Jesus. I believe in Jesus. It says, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So if you believe that Jesus died and that he rose from the dead, that's your salvation right there. But you don't believe it if you just just head knowledge. Amen. It's just head consent. Amen. But 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 you believe it if you declare it. When you say something, amen, that that puts you on the hook for it. It goes on and says, for with the heart, this is the process. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. You're not going to get the righteousness if it's not in your heart. Amen. You're not going to receive the benefits and the blessings of God's grace operating and changing and molding you and taking you and shaping you unless you believe it in your heart. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And, and it says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, unto right standing before God. And that righteousness has a twofold meaning. It's right standing before God, but it's also right walking. Because when you believe it in your heart, you'll, you'll do it. Amen. You'll, you'll follow it. Hallelujah. And you'll be empowered by the grace of God, which comes with that. Uh, it says, for, uh, for, uh, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the heart, Man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Hallelujah. Because you keep saying it. You keep declaring it. You keep manifesting it. You, you keep uh, bringing forth that thing which God has already set in motion by your faith. And just like God created heaven and earth, uh, you by your faith are receiving and declaring and, and producing things in your life. And that way you enter into salvation. So now, true recovery Involves a divine spiritual process, which may fail, which many fail to obtain. And this is true simply because the road to recovery and wholeness requires certain things of the addicted that cannot be substituted. Many want to find a softer, easier way, but there is none. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Many want a softer and easier way. In. And I, I am one uh, who came up out of AA and NA. Amen. I was in, in, in the rooms and, and I still visit the rooms from time to time. Uh, we developed a wonderful 12 step group, Christian based 12 step group when we were at Christian Heritage. And it's based on, uh, what the Bible says and what God has said. Amen. Yeah. We, we, we would declare, uh, hello. My name is Derek Steele and I'm in recovery and I'm getting back all the things that the devil stole from me. Every little thing that the devil stole from me. Amen. And that's the way we would open up our meeting. That's the way we would introduce ourselves. And, and, and that's what we believe. Hallelujah. That we're in, re we're in recovery. Once an addict, always an addict. That's not true. And, and it's really not the, uh, the teaching of, of, of what true AA believes and true NA. Uh, there is a section in, in the book that says, uh, we do recover. So if you're in recovery, it's because you're, you're, uh, on the road to recovery that you may recover. <laughs> Amen. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. But if you would, uh, if you would really want to, uh, get into the process, hallelujah, then, then this is what, what we want to talk about here today. Okay. Uh, Many want to find a softer and easier way, but there is no softer, easier way. That That's one of the things that's mentioned in the AA book. Many are looking for an easy way to, man, if I could just hurry, you know, easily uh, get out of this thing. But they didn't easily get into it. it. It was over time that people became addicts and people got addicted. And, and so it's not always just right away that you're set free. 
Amen. Because the, the addiction is more than just the addiction. The sickness is more than just going out and using. The, the sickness is more than just the acting out of using drugs or alcohol. The sickness has to do with the, the inner man. It has to do with the soul of the person. It has to do with what's going on in their mind and what's, what's affecting them from their past. And so there are many layers of darkness that have to be uncovered for a person to really move into, uh, recovering to obtain their liberty. Uh, we want you to look with us at a scripture because we want you to understand that there is no easier, softer way. Jesus himself uh, made that clear uh, when he when he said what he said in Mark chapter eight and uh, verse thirty four. It reads like this. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, whosoever will come after me. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Why? He goes on. He says, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. Amen. And I like the other part. He says, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world? And lose his own soul Amen Because see it's about your soul Amen This thing is about your soul And and uh, I declare unto you uh, uh, With uncovered head Hallelujah That that addiction is from the pits of hell That addiction is a demonic force That comes upon a person's life To destroy them To uh, to uh, obliterate them to, to annihilate their purpose To annihilate the calling of God in their life And I'm here today, today to tell you That, that God uh, declares and desires For you to be set free today Amen So uh, I, I say once again True recovery involves a divine spiritual process And what Jesus just said is a part of that process uh, If we're going to follow Jesus Then there's no softer, easier way If we're going to come after him We must deny ourselves. We must take up uh, our cross and follow him He says he must take up his cross and follow me What's your cross? What's your cross? Your cross isn't in the sickness Your cross isn't the disease Your cross isn't the addiction Your cross isn't uh, the problems in your life Your cross is your desire And your determination to do God's will Your cross is your desire And determination to die if necessary Which it, it, it is necessary it, We must die to self Amen To die that I might live for God That's the cross the, That's what Jesus did He died that he might fulfill the will of God It's not none of that other stuff that you think, oh, my cross is helping my mama. No, your cross is dying to self. When we die to self, then we follow Jesus. Amen. Take up our cross and we follow him. We follow his word. We follow his instruction. We follow uh, his lead. We, we follow him. Amen. That we might emulate him. That we might uh, uh, do as he does. Amen. People said, uh, made that expression real uh, popular. What would Jesus do? Well, that's it. What would Jesus do? If you're going to follow him, then that's what you would do. Amen. You would do what Jesus would do when someone uh, uh, offends you. Amen. When someone crosses you, you would you would love them the way Jesus loved people. When someone comes to you and they're hurting, then you would try to comfort them. Amen. Someone comes to you and they're needy, then you would try to help them. This is what Jesus would do. 
Hallelujah. And that's your cross is to deny yourself. Not what I want to do. Not, not what, what I'm thinking of myself all the time, but thinking of others and how God would have me be a blessing to them. <clears throat> Excuse me. So now true recovery touches the whole man, not just one unhealthy behavior. The cross represents the sacrifices that we're willing to make to please God. You ought to write that down. You ought to memorize that in your mind. Say the cross represents the sacrifices that we're willing to make to please God. See, that's what Jesus did. He, he became the sacrifice for us on that cross, sacrificing himself for our sins. And so we're to likewise and do the same. Amen. My dad preached a message called getting self out of self's way. Amen. And that's really what it is. It's, 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 it's letting self die. That God might live. Jesus said, I mean, Paul said it. He said, uh, uh, I'm crucified with Christ. Yet I live, yet not I, but it's Christ that liveth in me. And that's the point that when we die, then Christ can live in us. I mean, if you've lived this life a little while with the Lord, you begin to learn that there's a peace when you let go and let God. I mean, there's a peace when, you know what, I'm getting out of God's way. I'm not worrying about this situation. I'm trusting God. I've done my all I could do. And I, I found out that, that uh, my power is not sufficient, but his is. So I let go. And I let God surrendering our will to God. That's the cross. Uh, it's the cross that crosses out our or crucifies our own soulish will. However, as we surrender, we find that God's will is far better than our own anyway. So we find out as we do this that, man, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Why did I learn this lesson a long time ago? Because what God has for me is way better than anything that I thought I wanted or desired. Hallelujah. So I, I put my aspirations down. I put my will down. And I say, Lord, your will be done. Hallelujah. Other aspect of this that we want to make clear that salvation is the first step and the working out of that salvation is the process that invokes and engages full recovery. Somebody say, I, I want full recovery. If that's you, amen. And see, see, as we go on, we, we're really talking about uh, addictions and alcoholism, but it's much more than that. It's much more than that. It's habits. It's, uh, it's attitudes. It's behaviors. Uh, it has, uh, much more to do with uh, the personality and the uh, demeanor of the soul, amen, of what, what's going on in a person's soul, in their life, amen, what's happening on the, in their, with their mind, their will, and their emotions, because this is where we need our healing. This is where uh, uh, we're called to be renewed. Uh, be ye not conformed to this world, the scripture says, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. Many professionals may not agree with this uh, because of theological differences. However, through my own experience, I submit to you that in order to gain real recovery, one must be born again. See, this recovery goes deeper than just not using drugs. I, I say that again. It's much more than just not drinking alcohol. It's the depth of the recovery. It's the full uh, healing that provides wholeness to a person. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So Christ is the light of the world. 
It is through Christ and his word that we're freed from all forms of defective behavior. And that's what we're talking about. The things that cause the defective behavior. Christ alone can reveal to us the areas that need change. He alone gives us a new nature, teaches us how to rid ourselves of the old man of sin and empowers us to live free. Amen. The scripture says in John eight thirty six, he whom the son sets free is free indeed. Amen. Glory to his name. The Alcoholics Anonymous book, uh, the AA book in the appendix two section explains what it calls the spiritual experience. It also refers uh, is referred to as a spiritual awakening. It reveals that the path to recovery is a spiritual journey that may involve a very sudden change or a gradual process, which Dr. William James calls the educational variety. Amen. This is the process. You know, sometimes we, we have to learn. Isn't that right? Did the disciples have to learn? Didn't they show signs that they hadn't learned all through the journey with Jesus? Didn't they show that at times they didn't have faith and Jesus was like, where is your faith? Wasn't it true that that Peter would fly off the handle every now and then and that they missed uh, un the understanding of things that Jesus was saying? It's because we have to learn. We have to learn what Jesus is saying. Hallelujah. Somebody say glory to God. Just say glory to God. Holly, just say glory to God. See, see, when you praise God, you're entering into a realm of the process. Amen. Praising God is a part of that process. And we'll talk more about that as we go on anyway. Uh, but, but just remember this scripture, uh, in eight, John eight and 36. And I want to talk about that a minute. Uh, which says that if the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. See, it, it, it's not if, if, uh, if I get free from going to this program, you know, and I went to a program and the program was great. Amen. Uh, uh, I, I got free because, uh, you know, I got oil laid on me. Yes. Yes. That's good. You got oil laid on you. You, you, you got empowered. Amen. But you're going to have to keep walking with Jesus. <laughs> Everybody has to keep walking with Jesus. Amen. That's why the 12 steps mean a lot to me because it, it implies a continued walk, a continued walk. And once you get to step 12, if, if you know anything about it, then you're not done. You start over. You walk it as far as your attitude is concerned. You walk those steps as far as your uh, anger issues may be concerned. You walk those steps as far as Different things in your life may be concerned that you learn how to surrender it and give it to God. Hallelujah. So, uh, Dr. James talked about the educational variety of uh, recovery, and and but the but the la and this this kind actually seems to be more prominent because people tend to have to learn how to continue to walk the walk. Amen. And talk to talk. A lot of people talk to talk, but don't walk to walk. But we want to be able to do both because they're very important that we, we, we bring them together. Now, personally, <clears throat> I am convinced that even with the sudden type of spiritual awakening that many experience, the road ahead must comparatively include a continual process of spiritual growth. The AA book says we claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. And I love that because that is the way it is. What this statement infers is that one's complete recovery is contingent upon whether they are growing spiritually, growing spiritually. That's what we want. We want to be growing spiritually. You know, if we grow spiritually, truly grow spiritually, it will affect our body. 
Amen. It will affect our mind. It will affect our emotions. We'll grow as far as our health is concerned and our, our con- uh, total being, hallelujah, will be growing because we're growing spiritually because that is the very core of who we are, our spirit. So as we, as we grow, we realize that sobriety is not to be sought just in the areas of substance abuse, but it must include the thoughts and attitudes that promote all unhealthy and destructive behaviors. So this ever unfolding reality reveals to us the vast regions of the soul that needs to change. It indicates to us the walk of life all souls must take to live free. However, for the addicted, it is always a present and urgent life and death Necessity. See, that's the thing about addiction, about alcoholism, about um, about uh, drug addiction, many other areas of life. Some people who are dealing with depression, amen. Uh, it becomes a life and death issue because uh, uh, if if the person does not stop in this behavior, they're going to die. They're going to die. They eventually will die. Uh, alcohol is a slower death, but but. Uh, Cocaine and and heavier drugs are quicker death. Amen. Depression uh, could be a quick death. Amen. Over time, uh, a person can just sink into oblivion and and that's where they get that spirit of suicide. And so we want people to get set free. My heart is that you get set free in Jesus name. (coughs) Excuse me. God's medicinal program. Is the first thing. There are three programs in the process that I want to introduce to you right now before we, as we hasten to close, I want want to give you these three uh, programs in the process that God has uh, prescribed for us out of the Bible. First is God's medicinal program and its purpose is to restore, to renew your faith. These are things that the Lord uh, showed me as I began to deal with some health issues uh, within my body. He began to show me that spiritually it's the same thing. That we need to do this spiritually God knows that the turmoils of addiction Have had a traumatic effect On our faith and confidence It has weakened our spiritual immune system And caused us to be susceptible To many adverse ideologies So God gives a spiritual prescription True recovery is found In the solid rock realization That we cannot take one step Without God Amen You ought to hold that in your heart You ought to say that in your mouth Say I can't take a step without you Lord So there is some very necessary medicine needed. Jesus, the light, Jesus, the light. So the first prescription involves understanding one's own uselessness and powerlessness. Amen. Uh, If you think you're something, amen, then you're not. Amen. Uh, If you if you think you can handle it, you really can't. Amen. Uh, It's not you. Amen. It's not you that can handle it. You can't handle drug addiction. You can't handle uh, uh, alcoholism. Amen. You're powerless. It's when you determine and discover your power, powerlessness that you're able to allow God's power to come in. Isn't that what Paul said? That when I'm weak, then he's strong. Amen. So this can be a painful realization. Yet much like getting a shot from the doctor, it hurts at first, but the pain soon subsides and the medicine produces the needed effect and all is well. Are you hearing what I'm saying? First is, it's hard to say, man, I can't make it, man. Man, I, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, but, but after a while, the pain of it all, the pain of realizing what the pit that you're in, realizing, uh, the hopeless state of mind that you're in, 
eventually the pain of that subsides. Why? Because uh, the, the joy and the strength of God comes in when we give it to him from that place. John 15 and 5 says this, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. This is it. This is, this is the truth that we want to grab hold to. This is the truth we need. This is the truth that will help us. When we get this truth that, that without him, I can do nothing. Then what do we want? We want him. Amen. What do we need? We realize we need him. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, what will take us over? It, we will get over when we get hold to him. Amen. When we follow him, when we, when we enter into, uh, uh, fellowship with him. Amen. Glory to his name. Jesus said, without me, ye can do nothing. So we must stay connected to the vine. Isn't that right? Uh, and, and, and secondly, in this prescription, it involves recognizing God's power and willingness to save us. Amen. So this spiritual medicinal program uh, uh, is a spiritual prescription. And the first thing is that we have to uh, accept our powerlessness. Amen. And then the second thing is that uh, we must recognize God's power and his willingness to save us. This involves rehearsing in our ears and mind who God is, what he has done, and all he can do. I said rehearsing in our ears, in our mind, I should have said, and in our mouth, hallelujah, what he has done and all that he can do. Then we are to become familiar with God's heart and his purpose. You look at Genesis 1, you see God's heart, Hallelujah, and his purpose. He's creating uh, all of creation and making it good. He created everything. <clears throat> he created the sun and the moon, the stars, the heavens, the earth. Isn't that right? Yes, he, he created the seas. Hallelujah. Then he created all of the plants and the trees, and he created all of uh, animal life and all of the creeping things. And he created great mountains and vast oceans and rivers and lakes. Amen. He created a beautiful sunset and a beautiful sunrise. Hallelujah. God created all these beautiful things. And he said, here you go, man. Now I'm going to create man so that you, man, can enjoy these things. This is the goodness of God. Hallelujah. This is the goodness of God. John 1 says, in, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And there was not anything made that was made without him. Hallelujah. And so we understand that 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 Jesus, hallelujah, is the word that went forth to create all these things. And there's so much more that we could talk about as we hasten to close. But we're going to uh, just bring out this famous scripture, John 3.16. It says, for God so loved the world uh, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. Hallelujah. God has the power. He created everything and is sustaining it all by the power of his word. The scripture teaches us. Hallelujah. Then it teaches us that he so loved us. He so loved us that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth should not perish, but have everlasting life. So God has a medicinal program for us. Amen. Accept uh, our powerlessness. Just go ahead and surrender. Amen. And then secondly, Part of that medicinal program is that we acknowledge, realize God's power and ability in his love, his willingness to uh, save us. And then the second program he has for us is his nutritional program. Uh, we're to feed 
and grow our faith. Feed and grow our faith. We need to supply nutrients to our system that will cause our faith to grow. Healthy growth relies on vital nutrients. The spiritual life of faith needs certain vitamins and minerals. These essential elements are found in the word of God. There are a host of rejuvenating elements within the word of God that feeds life to our system. Amen. If you go to John and chapter six. Hallelujah. And you'll, you'll see there. I know you may be driving. Uh, you may be doing something else, but if you can't turn to it, then you can at least, uh, listen as, as we share this word with you. Amen. Look at John 6 and 63. It says, it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. He says, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. Uh, my, my soul's getting happy here. Amen. My soul's getting happy here. Hallelujah. Because see, this is a scripture I like to share uh, oftentimes when I'm talking to people. Uh, he says, it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. We need the word of God. Amen. We need the word and the words of God. Hallelujah. We need the promises. We need the truths. Amen. We need the, the lofty thoughts of God. Hallelujah. We need his word. Amen. Operating in our life. We need it in our, in our ears. We need it in our mind. We need it in our heart. We need it in our mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. We need it before our eyes. We need the word of God. Hallelujah. We're to feed on this word. And, and, and feeding on it. The Bible talks about meditating. Hallelujah. We need to meditate on the word. Hallelujah. We need to share the word. We need to sit down and listen to the word preached. We need to sit down with folks and talk the word together. We need to study the word. Uh, it's a joy to get in the word. You know, it, I, I think it's such a joy because, see, when we're getting into the word, we're getting into Jesus. Jesus is the word. We're getting to know Jesus. We're, gro- we're drawing near unto the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. That's why it's such a joy. And I guarantee you, oh, hallelujah. I dare you. I double dare you to get close to God through his word. I double dare you to study the word. I double dare you to just uh, make it a habit to talk the word. Amen. To, to discuss the word with people, to meditate on that word, to speak the word out of your mouth. There's something powerful that you sense in your spirit when you speak the word. That's why I love preaching and teaching the word. There's something powerful that happens. There's an anointing on the word. And then there's an anointing anointing that gets on you when you get in the word hallelujah to his holy name praise his holy name uh peter says we 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 should desire the sincere milk of the word praise his holy name hallelujah i want you to look with me also at matthew look at matthew 21 if you have the opportunity right now with me look at matthew 21 and 16 and you will see here what jesus what said here he said unto them Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus says unto them, Yea, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? See, praise is the other aspect of it. When we begin to praise God according to truth, we begin to praise God according to what we've discovered in his word. Uh, the word says, praise him for, for all of his works that he's done. Hallelujah. Praise him for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. We're, we're aligning our mouths and our spirits, our mind. We're lining up with that truth and we're declaring pr- truth. We're, we're speaking ultimate truth. Hallelujah. And no lie can live in the midst of the truth. 
Praise is that other aspect of that program. So when we feed and grow our faith in God's nutritional program, it means we're, we're studying, hallelujah, we're meditating, we're proclaiming, and we're praising God, and we're declaring His Word in a mighty way. That's the nutritional program. And lastly, lastly, God's fitness program. Work. Strengthen your faith. Work it out. Strengthen your faith. Work it out. Strengthen your faith. Amen. God is instructing us to get moving spiritually. He wants us to take on his developmental exercise program to stay in fit as a way, uh, to stay fit as a way of life. Remember, Jesus did not take the disciples and leave them in some in-house school until they were ready. No, he plunged them into a traveling ministry where they could learn on the job how to use their faith. Likewise, we need to hook up with ministry. Amen. Gee, that's why Jesus, when, when he came to, uh, came to Matthew, uh, the tax collector and at the receipt of, of, of taxes, and he just said simply, follow me. And it says that he, he put down everything. He left everything and followed him. When he came to, uh, Peter, James and John, and he just simply said they were fishing and cleaning that. He just said, follow me. And they put down everything and followed him. On another occasion, Jesus says, take my yoke upon me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hallelujah. And, and so he's saying to us that we got to yoke up with him. We need to follow him. Hallelujah. And, and begin the work of the ministry according to his leading in our life. And we understand we want to encourage you and we want to warn you, though, and, 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 call, and we want you to understand that there is protocol. That you don't just run out there, but that you get hooked up and yoked up with good ministry and get under good leadership and, and follow the protocols of, of ministry and, and, uh, submit yourselves to authority that you might learn and, and, and grow in this great walk of life. Amen. Hallelujah. Hebrews 5 and 14. I want you to go there with me real quick to Hebrews 5 and 14 because this really is telling us, uh, what this thing is really about. As we go with the Lord, uh, <clears throat> it says here that that uh, strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Amen. So you may be on milk now. That's fine. And, and we all need milk. From time to time, amen. And and as we're growing uh, as baby Christians, uh, the milk of the word is fine. Just studying it, uh, uh, ruminating, uh, uh, meditating, and and receiving the word, amen. But there comes a time in your life, amen. As you continue to get stronger, and the joy of the Lord starts bubbling in your soul, and and you begin to understand that it's not just about receiving, but it's also about giving, amen. And this is part of the fitness program. First, you start learning how to rebuke a headache, amen. Then you start learning how to lay your hands on somebody else and pray that their headache goes away. Start learning how to pray for other folks as you're praying for yourself. Amen. You begin to move out in ministry. Hallelujah. And you begin to uh, to exercise your faith, even as this scripture says, because you don't want to stay a babe, but you want to grow and become mature. And you want to get uh, the as as uh as the writer of Hebrews says here, uh, you want to come to full age, and because you've had your senses uh exercised by reason of use, Amen, Hallelujah. So uh, by using what we have, by sharing, it, it can just start by a simple sharing of your testimony, by a simple sharing of a scripture, by a simple encouragement to other people. You are beginning to grow your faith and to strengthen your faith, Amen. Begin to pray for other people, Hallelujah. Begin to stay close. 
commit to the ministry. Hallelujah. Following along with the Lord and, and, and moving forward in your gifting and understanding and developing your calling and finding out how you can serve. It may be just as an usher. It may be just as a greeter. Amen. It may be helping in the parking lot. Whatever it is, find a place. Amen. It may just be uh, uh, being on hand to do whatever is needed to help set something up. But whatever it is, begin to get involved in the ministry, using your faith, realizing and understanding that you have value and that God has called you to mission. Amen. Because he saved you. He didn't save you to put you on a shelf, but he saved you that you would be, as he said, the light of the world as he is. Hallelujah. He won't put you on a bushel, but he will set you on a hill that you may be seen, that you might glorify your father, which is in heaven. These are the medicinal programs that God has outlined for us to follow as we move forward in our recovery. God's medicinal program uh, first includes uh, the spiritual prescription of admitting our powerlessness and then uh, recognizing God's power and his willingness to save us. And uh, and then it also has to do with his uh, nutritional program that we might feed and grow our faith by feeding on the word. Hallelujah. And moving forward with the Lord. And then his fitness program, working, working the work, following Jesus in ministry, strengthening our faith, amen, growing, uh, not being afraid to say a prayer for somebody. Else, not being afraid to serve, hallelujah, but moving forward in authority, uh, submitted unto spiritual authority, walking according to spiritual protocol in apostolic order, and doing the things that God has called you to do. You can't help but grow and walk out your liberty. So, I say to you today, proclaim your liberty today in Jesus' name. Is that all right? Praise his holy name. So right now, uh, we want you to be in the process of recovering. And we know you can't really get in the process of recovery till you get into Christ and Christ gets into you. So I want to open up uh, right now an altar right there where you are. Hallelujah. Oh, Father God, establish your throne. Hallelujah. Right here and right there where you are uh, in radio world. Hallelujah. And say this prayer with me if you want to be saved and you want to uh, engage in God's uh, uh, spiritual program of recovery in the process. Say this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. I admit I can't do anything without you. I'm powerless, uh, but I recognize that you have all power in your hand. And I confess that I know you died on that cross at Calvary and, and was buried and rose again the third day to pay the penalty, to pay the sacrifice for my sins. Hallelujah. So I receive you. I say, come into my life. I acknowledge you as Lord and King and ruler over all things. And I submit myself to you. I say, Lord, write my name in your book of life, please. Hallelujah. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me more and more each and every day, Lord. Cause me to grow in you and help me to serve you and live a life pleasing unto the Father. It's my prayer now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer, then you are saved. You need to get connected with the church. Uh, uh, we have a wonderful church under our pastor, uh, Pastor Richard Ledford at Restoration Place uh, on 3881 North Monroe Street. We meet uh, every Sunday from at nine o'clock is the first service and at 11 is the second service. And so we want you to get in plugged into some church. You don't have to go there, but we'd love to see you. But we want you to get hooked up so that you can grow in the Lord and walk out your salvation in Jesus name. Get in the process of recovery.
Before I go, I want to say thank you to our, our radio program sponsors, uh, the Dream Foundation and Mr. Michael Dobson there for his graciousness and kindness towards us in supporting us. And also uh, the great Dr. Joseph Camps of the Advanced Urological Institute and my own good friend, Pastor Avery McKnight and the Powerhouse Church of God by Faith, uh, Mr. Scott Thornton and Apogee Science, uh, who at once I used to work for. Uh, when they own the uh, Prestige Cleaners. Also, Bishop Michael Moore and Powerhouse Church of God in Christ. Uh, I want to thank them for their gracious, kind support and over the years. He was my uh, childhood Boy Scout. Uh, he was he was our, uh, our Boy Scout leader. Amen. And um, also, Miss Gail Milan, Mr. Charlie Elder, uh, Mr. Tyrone Davis and Direct Auto Exchange, Attorney Harold Knowles, Pastors Richard and Andrea Letford, my great pastors and mentors and leaders whom I love so dearly. And I want to just thank everyone uh, uh, in Radio World who's been supportive of us and uh, Pastor R.B. Holmes, P Pastor Robert Shelley, Pastor Mike Floyd, Pastor Ivy Williams, all who have been mentors and supporters of mine over the years and many others whom I haven't had a chance to name this time, uh, but you're on my heart. And so I just want to thank you for everything that you have done to support us over the years and to support this radio program. I also want to thank our good friend, uh, Mr. Beigler Thompson at BT Performance. Hello, I am Beigler BT Thompson, owner of BT Performance Unlimited Paint and Body Shop and Auto Repair. We want to thank you for 25 years of service in the area. We offer free diagnostics and free estimates. Insurance and walk-ins are welcome. We can make your vehicle look and run like new. We are located in the Airport Industrial Center, Call us at 575-6262. That's 575-6262. As we close out today, please remember 1 John 5 and 4, which says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. This is Derek Steele saying, So long out there. Don't stress. Be blessed. See you next week on Faith Street. To believe my God.